Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. And we're talking about something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I know, right? We're very unstructured today. This is this is such a, like, roulette podcast. Uh, I, I, it's, I can't remember the last time that I have come to a, a show so dramatically unprepared intentionally. I know. It's exciting. This is good. This is very exciting. And and in in so doing, I don't even know how to tease what's going to come after I give all the details. I'll give you a hint. Right? Okay. All right. We're going to start this podcast, but are we going to finish it? Oh man. Uh-huh. Oh, I can feel you it. Know where I can I'm feel going. it coming on. This is the the shame of the unfinished tasks. I'm just going to, I can feel, Ouch. okay, I'll get ready. Here we go. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, <laughs> head over to TakeControlADHD.com. Get to know us a little bit better. Listen to the show right there on the website. Finish but it. even better than that, <laughs> yeah, finish it. Uh, subscribe to our mailing list right there on the homepage. Get an email with the latest episode each week and so much more. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD and call us at 503 664 4-A-D-D, and get your voice and questions on the show. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget, five-star reviews in iTunes and recommendations in your favorite podcast player. They really do help other people discover the show when they need help and support. So pay it forward and drop us a kind review. Thank you for those of you who have done it already. We sure appreciate it. Okay. What what do we got, Nikki? It's nice hearing good stuff. It is really nice. We've had some really kind people write in. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, on to the show. This is a this is a, a topic that comes up a lot. Uh, I notice it when I do newsletter surveys, or even the people that do write into us and and have questions. A lot of times, this is a very common question: is you know, I I start things and I don't finish them, and uh, it's it's hard on people. I you know, I was just talking to somebody in our group coaching who uh, was talking about books, like not being able to read a book and finish a book. And, and this was really bothering him. And I think it's, it's part of not just the book itself, you know, that actual, you know, situation, but just the fact that I start things and I'm not able to finish them is really the, the, uh, key component here. That's so frustrating. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on here, right? Um, and I think that I'm going to just give a little bit of education first because starting and finishing, it, they're executive functions. 
We know that. And we know that the challenge with ADHD is these executive functions. And it's very difficult to start projects for some people because they are overwhelmed maybe with the project. They don't know where to start. Um, maybe it's hard or it's boring and so they avoid it. And so that's this, that executive function that is very difficult to get past. And so these things just don't get started. But you could also be really excited about something and really into something and start it and then don't finish it. Somehow it's lost its interest or, you know, you just, or you've lost your interest in, in whatever it is. And sometimes you just have a million things going on and, and, you know, you start and you don't finish and maybe it's organizing your house or it could be a a number of things, but the finishing part is also an executive function because we're not necessarily planning ahead or looking at the details on how to finish it. Right. Right. So I'm curious from you, this is where we're going to start with this conversation. How do you finish stuff, (laughs) Pete? How do you do it here? You are living with ADHD. You know what I'm talking about. People listening know what I'm talking about. So I want you to, um, you know, start with your experience. I, I'm actually really glad that you brought this up because it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. In fact, uh, I struggle with finishing things when I don't break the work down into small enough chunks. And so here I'm talking specifically about something that I put put in my task list, right? Finishing a book is is different, and and I want to talk specifically about that. Uh, but finishing a, a project that I've started, if I don't finish it, it's largely because I didn't understand everything that went into it. Okay, so maybe you didn't have all the information. I didn't have all the information, or I hadn't sat down and really processed the entirety of the project. And let's just say it's something like, you know... Um, uh, painting a house, right? The task would not be paint the house if I wanted to actually finish it. <laughs> right. Because if if I sit down to paint a house, I'm not going to paint a house. I'm going to do something else. Uh, I don't know what that thing is, but it's going to be something else. Same thing of being too broad of I'm going to get organized this weekend. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's the worst thing because you're not getting organized. You're, there's actually something you have to do that will lead to getting organized. Getting organized is an outcome. And that's painting a the house benefit. is the outcome. Yes. Paint, okay. A painted house is the outcome. The tasks that go into it are things I can finish. I can accomplish those. I can go get a a book of paint swatches and I can sit down with my family and say, what color should the house be? That task is something I can check off and I can finish. I can Once we've decided on paint, I can go out and order the paint or have the paint uh, mixed up for me at Home Depot and I can purchase the paint. That's something I can check off my list. I can go buy paintbrushes. I can check that off the list. And you know what I'm doing every time? I'm finishing a, pro- a task, right? I'm actively finishing something. And the more of the tasks on that paint the house list that I finish, the more likely I am to finish and achieve the end result of a painted house, mm-hmm. right? So I'm speaking sort of metaphorically here, even though my house desperately needs to be painted. <laughs> uh, the, the, the idea here is to sit down and intentionally break the work up into what I like to call the smallest atomic units of the work that you have to, or the project that you want to get done, right? I'm using work, not, not in professional or personal context, just the thing you want to get done. And, and once you do that, once you have processed that and come to that point of, uh, I understand the atomic elements of everything that goes into painting a house, 
then I know that I am that much more likely to finish the job. And and I may run into stuff I don't understand, but that at least allows me to create a task that is, hey, I need to understand what kind of paintbrushes I need to use by researching for 10 minutes on the internet or by calling somebody I know who's a painter and, and get some advice. Like Those are tasks that you can check off the list. And so the more you check off, the more motivation you have to check off the next thing that uh, that you have in front of you. That's my take. I love it. I think it makes it makes perfect sense because it also keeps moving the project forward, right? right. Because you you're not overwhelmed with too many choices. You you sort of have that next step and then that next step and then that next step. You know, it's it's one of those. It's like a football analogy, right? And right. I, I'm not a sports ball person. Like I don't understand the terminology. Yeah, I don't know. But that's it. so true. But, the downs. But yeah, yeah. Right. There are downs. Right. And so the the odds of Starting with a, a task that is get organized this weekend or paint the house are pretty similar, if not a little bit more remote than doing a uh, being able to score on a uh, I don't know what is that the 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 kickoff return right <laughs> to have yeah. somebody actually catch the ball on the other team and run a hundred yards down the field and score like you don't do that in it's sports not ball. real common like, it's no. not a thing that you do and so uh, I think it's really important to look at the uh, the at look at downs each task is just moving you closer, closer and closer and to closer. the end zone oh I love yeah. that yeah. What a, that's a great visual like that that's great and I love that it's even better that I'm the guy who came up because i'm an idiot i probably stuff, know so. more about football than you do <laughs> i guarantee you that is true i guarantee that that's awesome well that i like that and i i was just gonna add to it that it, it doesn't even necessarily need to be action steps i think if you've already broken it down that's perfect but you can also do time intervals too right i tell people that as well is that if you only have five or ten minutes to work on something just do it just try to get that daily attention to it where you're working for small periods of time too because that can mm-hmm. make a big difference of at least taking the overwhelm out um and and making progress on that project i also want to say you probably have to evaluate how many projects you have going on at one time right oh, i mean yeah, yeah. Don't you How many houses do you have to paint this week? Right, right. Yeah. Because maybe you do have too many on your list and you really just have to just kind of zero in and focus on what is the most important. And does it really still matter to you? Because that's the other thing that I find, especially with hobbies, like things with hobbies, you know, you have to ask yourself, does this even really matter? Or am I just trying to finish it because I feel like I should finish it? Oh, totally. You know, is there power there to just let it go and say, you know what, I don't care about this anymore? That is something we don't do as a species well enough. Right. Because there's this pressure. (laughs) Right? I mean... It's okay to leave well enough alone. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. I I think so, too. And and, And I guess that would be something I would want people to take away with is like, okay, if you've got a lot of projects that are undone, you know, which ones do really matter to you? identify those, break those down into smaller steps, figure out when you can pay attention to it on a daily basis and and plan for that. Have those daily intervals, those 10, 15 minute, whatever it is that you can do, daily intervals to work on it. But I also think the planning part is important because how are you ever going to get it done if you don't really plan for it? Because how many times have you thought, I'm going to paint the house this weekend? Uh, Lots of times. And then the weekend comes... (laughs) And that house is not painted. No, you didn't even you didn't even painted. buy the swatches. No. Right? <laughs> 
I have no swatches. You don't even have swatches. I am swatches. swatchless. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the planning is also a really important piece is zeroing in on what is most important and then kind of, you know, some somewhat planning. You have to plan for it somehow. Block yeah. the time. And, and it really or, co- I mean, prioritizing is, it, it all comes down to stakes. What are the stakes of needing to get the house painted? Like the house, if the house is, is kind of doing fine, it's not, you know, paint isn't peeling off. You don't have rotting wood, but you just kind of want the house to be painted. Well, and again, we're totally burying ourselves in the metaphor here, but maybe the house is okay for another week or another season. Uh, and you can actually let that go. It's when you are unable to to break down what the stakes are and say, do I really need to under to, to take this on? Um, is paint actively peeling off the house? Do I have rotting uh, trim around the windows? Like, are there things I have to repair on the exterior of the house that are beyond um, you know, the, uh, beyond, going to be beyond repair if I don't take action on this now, um, then you have stakes. And, and that increases your personal sort of interest and uh, investment in breaking down the project into something that you can actually take on and finish. But if it's okay, it's, it may just be okay. It's mm-hmm. okay to, to reprioritize and, and, and to, to let yourself uh, have permission not to, not to obsess on it. Or permission to also just say, I'm going to take care of this later. Yeah, and not that, feel bad that, about and it. And not feel, bad, feel about bad about it. I'm going to focus on something else right now because this is more important and more pressing. And it's okay for me to to put this to the side and, and yep. know that you're going to deal with it later. And I think that's a hard part too is that we want everything done. Um, everything feels important. And so now we're kind of going down that road of prioritizing, which is very difficult yeah. to do. But I think that what you already kind of touched upon is that, you know, what is the impact and, uh, you know, what do you have time for? And those are the things you have to think about when you're prioritizing too. And does it really matter and compared to something else? You know, I had a conversation recently with just the idea of, well, what project do I do first, you know, and, and do I do A or B? And I think we have to be careful too that, you know, you can actually do both A and B. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And I go back to this all or nothing thinking that you could balance your time where maybe you spend um, a half hour or so going down to the store and getting the the paint swatch. And then for the next half hour later in the afternoon, you start thinking about, you know, how you're going to approach this room. And it doesn't have to be where you paint your house and then you organize your room. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can kind of go back and forth as long as you're keeping track of, you know, where you're at and planning for it. Uh, And then letting everything else sort of just wait because it's okay for it to wait. And it's not a reflection of who you are. I think people get really tied into feeling shameful about that because they, it's this limiting belief that I can't finish things. And so maybe that's even where we start is that stop believing that you can't finish things. You can mm-hmm. you just have to maybe approach it in a different way. What do you think? I feel this all the time, right? This is a kind of that perpetual feeling of, of you know, I'm, I'm going, if I'm not letting somebody down, then I'm letting myself down. Mm-hmm. And therefore, there is no way out of that loop of shame and guilt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, it, there is a, a feeling that I've sort of internalized over years that somebody has to be let down or something's wrong. And that is just straight up false. Like, it's just not true. You don't have to always be letting something down, letting somebody down. You can be okay. And so once you get past that, then you can, you can prioritize more rationally. And, and yeah, like you said, you could, you could actively take on 
two major projects at the same time or three, as long as you have your ability to break down the work and to schedule your time and to, and to know. In fact, I would argue that I'm actually at my best when I'm juggling multiple big projects, as long as I'm staying on top of, of my calendar and the time and when I'm actually doing the work, because I don't get burdened by the totality of the project. I get, I, I'm only burdened by the atomic units of work that I'm working on at that time. So I can work on one or two small tasks for project A. I can transition to one or two project tasks for uh, project B, I can transition to project C easily and know that I'm making, uh, I'm, I'm going to the next down, mm-hmm. <laughs> the third down, third, third every, down on everyone. every little project yeah. Yeah. and, and can, and can sort of play that game accordingly and not get overwhelmed by the totality of any one project. And that's important for my ADHD brain to not get bogged down by the emotional weight uh, that comes with a project. Well, and then I think the end result too, is that you can feel good. You can end your day thinking, okay, well, I made a little bit of, you know, I made the first down on this one and maybe I didn't get to the second one, but that's okay. Cause you know, I got a first down on the third one. Like I, I think it's all in, in the way you look at it too. And, and seeing, focusing on what you're doing and not so much everything that's left or what you're not doing. You know, what, what are the things that you are doing? Cause we so forget those. Those are so easily forgotten. Truly, <laughs> <You know>? truly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about it. it. And I think that when you get down to the touchdown and you finish it, you should do a little touchdown dance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Celebrate the game of inches. That's the truth. And, and, you know, raise your hand up to the sky and thank the crowd. Thank God. Be happy. Yeah. Play some, play some hip hop music. Exactly. Celebrate. Mm -hmm. Cause Mm -hmm. it is a big deal. Do a little dance. It is a, you know, I saw. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen the movie uh, Silver Linings Playbook? Yes, I have. So it's a delightful film. It is. It's great. Yeah, it's delightful. It is just delightful. David O. Russell wrote and directed. Stars Bradley Cooper and Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence. Delightful film. The whole purpose of the film. This speaking of football, the end of the film. I'm gonna. I'm gonna spoil it. So if you haven't seen it, you need to see it anyway. So this is the thing. But if you haven't seen it and you don't like being spoiled at all, then you know, mute for the next 30 seconds. <laughs> the end of the film, uh, there, there is a parley bet. His Bradley Cooper's dad bets that, um, you know, that the, this football game will go a certain direction in his favor and that Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence are entered into this fancy dance competition and that they will earn only five points because the odds of them winning are <laughs> extraordinary. There's no way they're going to win. They're up against Dancing with the Stars like it, caliber professional dancers and they are <laughs> just kind of <laughs> wanted to do this thing so they're not very good uh and so all they need to earn is five points and then this double bet the dad will win and the entire movie like they actually get their five points and you're totally on the edge of their seat and you realize five points is a terrible score so the entire room is is really upset for them and then they are throwing their arms in the air and they're screaming (laughs) and they're shouting and the entire family is up on their feet because they got the five points Nobody else in the room understood the importance of of just achieving five points, but they did. Right. And they were able to celebrate, even though they celebrated just a game of inches, they did it and they accomplished it and they celebrated it. And I think that is a metaphor for every little productivity win that we have, 
right? I agree. Celebrate the five points you finished. My goodness, you may not have finished in you know first place, but you finished. You earned it, that's right. and it's okay to be happy with that. I think there you that's go. great. Go see Silver Linings Playbook. There you go. There's <laughs> your review, your that- movie review, and <laughs> uh, uh, ADHD lesson of the day. Yep. Thank you, Nikki Kinzer. Thank you, Pete Wright. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. Uh, as uh, every week, we sure appreciate your time and your attention. And we will catch you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast and movie show. Thank <laughs> you.